1: Acast anbefaler.
2: Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergman. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi er skidetræt alle de der podcast, og forklarer nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulige ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lytte til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjovt spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmagre.
0: I'm a feminist, but... Hello Birmingham and welcome to the guilty feminist. And I'm a feminist, but... Backstage in the green room. People are chatting. I that's my delivery ringing. i <laughs> really, really sorry. It's just we don't get dinner otherwise. Someone just answer the phone backstage and tell them, bring it to the stage door, number 26. It's a Leon. It's a Leon. This has never happened before, Birmingham. This is, this is why you come out to the live show, because it's this kind of drama that you can expect. If, if the oh, I can't say that. Um, I was just going to say, if the delivery guy's heart, send him up, but that's not right. So, that's, not right. That's, not right. that's not right. That's objectifying. Uh, are you recording this? Because I could get cancelled for everything I've said so far. <laughs> I'm a feminist, but when we were all sitting around in the dressing room, somebody said, "Deborah, you've got some gossip. Tell us. And I said, I do have some gossip. And I swear to you what happened is every single woman in the dressing room spun around on their chairs and went... <gasps> and honestly it was like tell me more tell me more like does he have a car uh-huh 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 and Celia Beach to me and went that, that was like we were in a musical then and I went I know isn't it amazing what I love more than anything about the guilty feminist women is that if someone says they have gossip people behave as if they're in a musical <laughs> and we gossiped about another woman I tell you that but she deserved it uh, if you knew, if you, if you heard it, you'd be like, no, nope. <laughs> I can't tell you, obviously. Please say something, Alison. I
3: will, okay. I'm a feminist, but... <laughs> I don't know why I moved myself there. Uh, I'm a feminist, but I've been keeping up to date with the Rooney Verdi court case saga. Oh,
4: wow, that's a that
3: And I've, I've made a discovery. I've made a discovery about myself. Um, I've been thinking about it, really... I I think I fancy Wayne Rooney (laughs) I'll I'll explain why you better number one the court pictures they have of him, the drawings right I don't know I think I like it and the other thing is genuinely I want a man that will financially support me for millions of quid of a court case to have a spat with another woman right (laughs) That is true fidelity. I don't care what he does other than that. I'm like, that man is the nicest man ever. I sort of see what you mean in a weird way. Uh, Genuinely, he's holding her handbag. He's holding her handbag and he's fiscally supporting her through about 12 different lawyers because she accused someone of gossip on an Instagram page.
0: I'm rather nervous now you're going to sell the gossip I gave you in the green room to the newspaper and I'm going to have to take you to court, Alison.
3: Oh, lawyer up. Lawyer
0: up. Wow. Do you think our partners would be there like banging money on the table and holding a handbags? <laughs>
3: well, my partner has no money, but like... <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. would uh, psychologically support me.
0: Tom Zielinski, if you're listening, which you have to be because you edit it, just so you know, I would expect you to be there throwing money at my court case against Alison Spittle.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> my boyfriend would be holding me back going, she's not worth it, love. They'd <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah!
4: <laughs> I'm a feminist, but... <clears throat> right, so I was recording on YouTube, like I do a lot when I can't sleep, and I saw this video that popped up, and it was from the BBC, and the name of the video was, is this London's thinnest building? And I've never felt more jealous of a building. (laughs) My first thought was like, well, what's your workout plan? How did you? (laughs) And then my second thought was like, I bet you're a stupid building. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean, the shard, skinny bitch. Yeah, I was so angry. I was so angry. I was like, well, you're naturally thin. (laughs) Because you were designed that way. Yeah, I was like, some of us have to work for it. (laughs) Celia. Deborah.
0: Do this audience know
4: that you're a Birmingham local? Yeah. Do you? Oh, my God. It's so good to be back. And I've, I know that people's like, shit on Birmingham. Um, it's
5: and not, I it. only do it
4: when I'm in London. Um, <laughs> and the second I come back to Birmingham, I'm like, this, this is Hollywood, baby. <laughs> but it's good to move to London and come back to Birmingham because everyone's like, are they all dickheads? <laughs> and then I go, yeah. <laughs> But then in London I'm like, oh fucking peasants in Birmingham. Alright. No, no. Why are you losing the crowd so early? No, Birmingham. <laughs> the thing is with Birmingham, and you can back me up on this, if you've lived here for more than five years like I have, you get to shit on it. <laughs> Just about.
0: Celia <laughs> is originally from Paris. Yeah. I don't know how this is going down, honestly.
4: I moved from <laughs> Paris to Birmingham. I was here for eight years, which is so long. It's so long. It's like it's so long. It's like dog years it's so long and I was here on purpose and no one does that <laughs> but I loved it so much I loved it so much sometimes when I like walk around thinking and I miss Birmingham there's a voice that pops into my head and it's like you're right Bab, and it just keeps me <laughs> really keeps me going <laughs>
0: I love your response to this is so she's one of ours so She's behind fine she can say
5: yeah.
0: I'm a feminist, but
5: um,
6: on the train here, um, I I upgraded to first class because I thought, you know, why not? It's a tenor. let's do it. it was was it a tenner? Yeah, but you didn't even get a cup of tea or a bottle of water. It was just a, a napkin on the back of the seat. It was a bit disappointing, actually. And then, on, in Northampton, some boys got on. And they were, like, 17 or something. And, um, and they were the sort of boys that, at school, I wouldn't really have been able to look at, let alone talk to, but I would have had a crush on all of them. And I had my headphones in, but they weren't turned on. And...
0: <laughs> were you eavesdropping on the handsome men while pretending to be listening to a symphony?
6: Yes, was, but they turned out, I don't know why, I'd be surprised actually, hindsight, they turned out to be such little shit. They were talking about cheating on their girlfriends tonight, they were talking about staying in a hostel and trying to get into pubs, none of them would have got into a pub. They would have been, they they were talking about, um, they were talking about staying in a hostel and then the birthday boy said well can I have the bed to myself in case I pull and then um, the other boys said well that's not fair unless we all have a go on her it was awful, I was shocked and I was sitting there and I was thinking oh my god I wish I knew your mother's numbers (laughs) and I would make them tell you off and and I would be so angry and I hate these little shits and then one of them looked at me and went I would (laughs) I felt pleased.
0: Get out. Sorry. This is the very first I'm a feminist, but where I have to say it's gone too far.
6: I can't. I didn't mean to feel pleased, and I feel angry at myself, and I feel like I'm cleansing myself here tonight, and I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? I couldn't help it. It's
0: the worst one I've heard, and one one time Sarah Pascoe said, I'm a feminist, but... I would sell the Spice Girls to Boko Haram to get on Strictly Come Dancing. And I wow. still think yours is worse. And we are all staying in the same hotel tonight, and if I see one 17-year-old young man come through that door, I will be... You're sleeping with me, right? I'm not in a... Now this sounds like sexual harassment. I don't
7: mind that, actually, Deborah. I
6: feel like that, that would make me a better person. <laughs>
3: I don't mind either.
0: Sorry, I've
6: disappointed you. No, it's fine. So sorry, everybody. I'll I, go back to
0: Brighton. I don't I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm now if I'm if if, if you saying no, never mind.
5: No,
4: I I'm also thinking what you're thinking, Deborah, which is is the sex transformative? Does it make you more feminist? Yeah. What? If you want. If you sleep with Deborah. Yeah. What? If you get any uh, of Deborah, biblical get...
0: healing to sleep with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want that getting out there. That's not sexy. It's like
8: being bamboozled. I mean... You have a dunk.
0: It's not the feminist version of touching Jesus' garment. It
5: is. No, no. I've seen I your won't...
4: garment. It's lovely. <laughs> How did you see it? I'm a feminist, but I have so many pervy questions. <laughs>
0: so long and it's all been so wrong our tour manager is standing in the wings I, I haven't even looked at him but I know he's going fuck's sake you're 20 minutes in and you haven't even started the show and already you're talking about the whole cast hooking up later in the Malmaison <laughs> yes that's right we're staying there normally we're in a travel lodge but for some reason we got upgraded to the Melmaison, and we're very excited about it come round later to the bar for drinks she's not joking I'm not joking those schoolboys cannot come they're in liverpool now oh how do you know i heard everything you know too much
4: <laughs> they're underage and they're bad people i'm a feminist but i've just realized that in order to get out of ever staying in a hostel i might cheat on my girlfriend <laughs> if those are the
0: choices right yeah no super uh- <laughs> We've gone just so, so far, it. we've really missed Should the Should everybody go back out and
6: then
4: come back in? Yeah, let's like start the show again. What the are you talking about? Yeah. We have ended that Deborah's badge is like <laughs> capable of changing a person. <laughs> just <laughs> to making
0: is, us whole again. I just making is, us better women. <laughs> I can't wait. It's like a pilgrimage space. And it also wears <laughs> a little cape. <laughs> 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 just to be clear. My vagina is not Lord's. (laughs) And if you go down there, you will not see a virgin crying. But but can you you buy as many beads? (laughs) Are we ready to start the show? Then welcome, welcome, welcome to the Guilty Feminist Birmingham Birmingham oh my goodness the show has started in such a way that I don't know how to put the genie back in the bottle (laughs) but uh, listen it has not been this racy anywhere else in the country we've been to Brighton we've been to York we've been to Reading we've been to lots of places with their own personalities but Birmingham for some reason every time we do a show here it's always the filthiest (laughs) and I blame you and it's hard to know how because we've started it but I just feel it's the atmosphere you bring. I always say, like, uh, in you, know, we go to Dublin a lot, and they, they know how to bring a rock concert to a podcast recording. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll, we, we go to different places, and there's always different... I mean, I, sort of Glasgow's a revolution, and Newcastle's a riot, and Manchester's a festival. Um, and we recently went to the RSC in Stratford, and they brought Radio 4. And... <laughs> they just sat there with arms folded going, hmm... Very interesting and so amusing. I may even smile. (laughs) And I told them that early on. I was like, I feel you've brought more intellect than spirit. And I said, you know, wherever we'd been the night before, oh, they were. I said Sheffield were riotous. They were incredible. And then they really upped their game because there's no way Stratford upon Avon is going to be outdone by Sheffield. (laughs) They were like, woo, we can party. Ah!" Just because they wanted top marks, because they're all, like, they're A-star students there. Do you know what I mean? And whatever the game is. So, Birmingham, what are you going to bring? That's the very real question. Um, I know you're judging us. You've bought the tickets. You're here judging us. Like, how good are we? The truth of the matter is, backstage those comedians will be talking about you. I don't know if you know this, but comedians judge audiences as much as audience judge comedians. Backstage, they're like, yeah, they're all right. Or, yeah, they're really nice. Or, oh my God, they're the best audience we've ever had. Um, Once we came off and I said, they were the finest audience of their generation. (laughs) So Birmingham, how are you feeling tonight on a scale of yeah, we're out for a gentle night of comedy and feminism, but we are heavier on the feminism than the comedy, up to, by the end of the night, we'll all have our clothes off. (laughs) Uh, This has got to be somewhere, somewhere between Women's Hour and an orgy. (laughs) What are we going for? Uh, So if Women's Hour is here, I've never done this before, I am making all of this up (laughs) based on what's just happened. Uh, So uh, if Women's Hour is here, and um, let's call it a... A sex-positive, highly inclusive, orgiastic, consensual experience for those who wish, (laughs) with voyeuristic-only tickets for those who do not wish, and also a chill-out zone for those who really don't wish, which is also a sort of feminist conversation pit. So that's, that's at the top level. That's at the top level. At the bottom level, we've got Woman's Hour. I've been on Woman's Hour a number of times. I made a joke once, it wasn't allowed. They just said, she just looked at me and went, no. Just, no, that's not welcome here. And I was like, I understand. Um, nothing wrong with Woman's Hour. Woman's Hour is very, it's in its place. It's very good. I can't put this out in the podcast, can I? will never get invited back. Okay, let me say this again. Nothing wrong with Woman's Hour. It's an important show. What do you think they'll make of that? What do you think they'll make of that? It's an important show, but it's just not the same tone. So, Women's Hour is here. The consensual opt-in, opt-out, all-inclusive... That sounds like a buffet now. All-inclusive orgiastic experience post-lockdown is up here. And there's everything in between. So, I need you to applaud and cheer where you would like this show to sit so that the comedians know how to pitch it, okay? So if you're looking for Woman's Hour, clap here.
5: So a couple of people,
0: and that's what they want. They've come to the wrong place, but... If you were after Woman's Hour, and you want to leave now and get the full ticket price back, I don't know if that's possible. Now, I don't know what they're going to say at the box office, but give it a go. Okay, Woman's Hour, applaud here. If you'd like it to be... So this is woman's hour here and this is the orchestra response. So I'm just gonna pull my hand up now and you tell me where to stop. Ready? So applaud when it, and everyone be true to themselves. Don't don't be guided Don't be guided by what others want. You say what you really want, okay? Woman's hour, and then we're going up. Then we're, going up. Then
8: we're going up. We're going up, we're going
0: up. So the the all-inclusive orgiastic opt-ins consensual experience that is comedians you've heard it here Uh, pitch accordingly Um, you will have heard me on the guilty feminist um asking for small acts of feminism in each city uh if you listen to the podcast just give us a cheer if you listen to the podcast just give us a cheer if you don't know what you're at okay (laughs) notice how those cheers are less certain less assertive less feminist if you will Give us a cheer if you're a feminist. Woo! Give us a cheer if you're not a feminist. <laughs> that was a squeak, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I was expecting... No. Uh, but in fact, what I got was... Um, and I think the part of you... Who, who said they would. No. You don't want to say now in, in case you get killed in a crush. Uh, that's fine. Um, so, uh, just give us a cheer if you are a cisgendered straight man. <laughs> you're, you're waving at me, sir. Yes. What's your name? Robert. What, sir? Robert. 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 Do you listen to the podcast? <laughs> you, you no. Know? No. Did you think this was going to be Greece? You're here on the wrong night. It's touring. It's coming in. Um, what was the? Why are you here? Your partner listens. And uh, is your partner a woman? Yes. Yes. And your partner... Hello? Um, and Robert, what's your partner's name? Beth. Beth, great. So Beth listens, but you don't listen. But you were open, instead of just, like, pressing play, to schlepping across Birmingham to come here. <laughs> what motivated that? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Brown- Brownie points. Brownie points. <laughs> are you applauding that? (laughs) Brownie points. That this man feels he's going to get favours from his wife. Is she your wife? No, and she never will be. (laughs) Brownie points. Brownie points. And we applaud. That is how low the bar is for men. Oh my God. The bar for heterosexual cisgendered men is that low that we go he wants to please her even if it is for a reward how is he pleasing her by agreeing to come to an event which acknowledges equality for her and him it's not good enough robert was it robert Is that his name yeah you should be more memorable robert because i wasn't sure you could work on that being a feminist would be a memorable thing. Um, so that could be something you could do. Would you identify as a feminist, Robert? Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. So you're certainly a feminist, but not enough to listen to the guilty feminist. <laughs> but what are you doing for feminism then, if you're a feminist? you got to be doing something, Robert. You can't just be saying I'm a feminist. You've got to be doing something for feminism. Hmm. I mean, I didn't... I, he's not in the front row. It's not like I came along and went... You! I said, any men, and he went, over here! He did this! He did... I didn't volunteer... He volunteered... Beth didn't volunteer him. He volunteered himself. He went, me! Talk to me! It is very much his own fault. Robert? In what way... In what, how does the feminism manifest itself? No, I'm not... I, I don't want to be mean to you. Well, I do, but I'm trying not to be. I just... What, what, how, how, how would you express your feminism? Is it more of a feeling than an action?
5: <laughs> you
0: feel women are equal? Yeah? Don't. <laughs> Reward men thinking the bare minimum. <laughs> men acknowledging that we are human is not enough. Well done, Robert. You've felt that. No, we're not having that. So, Robert, what I'm going to do is ask you to turn that feeling into, uh, into action... Um, and do something. So tonight, uh, let's find out who has anything feminist on the boil. Who's got something feminist on the boil? This is not how the show's gone anywhere else in the country. (laughs) I have a few things that I do at the top, generally, and it's different everywhere, of course, because it's a podcast, I'm going to make it different everywhere. Never before has anything like any of the things that have happened tonight happened. (laughs) Never. And it will never happen again. But it is happening now. So who's doing something feminist at the moment in the, in the community in Birmingham and it can be a very small act we've been asking for small acts so that they, you don't intimidate others uh, because sometimes we have people go oh I co-founded her and then immediately everyone goes well I've done nothing with my life so, uh, so anything? yes? what are you doing? you're pointing her and she doesn't want to talk but it's like you'd be very good in a police state she's here! Uh, what's your name? I just said something inappropriate. you did something inappropriate to to that's why she's pointing it she fixes vaginas. Well, apparently mine it is holy. Um, <laughs> it's not. What's, what, what do you, in what way do you fix vaginas? A midwife. She's a midwife. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, is that, fix- is that how we talk about midwives? Do they fix vaginas? I thought they got things out of them. You're a... Sm- you're a specialist midwife at Fixing Vaginas. Okay, so I was really looking for a project Robert could help with.
5: <laughs> or
0: contribute to... I was looking for some kind of action-based... Something where he could give a tenner a month or he could volunteer. I'm not going to ask Robert to volunteer to help you fix vaginas. Just no. that's a hard line for me and I imagine Robert. If not, Beth. Um, yes? Yes? You're a normal midwife, and you also fix vaginas. You're a regular, so we've got a regular and a specialist midwife, both fix vaginas, but one fixes them more swiftly. Slash, let's get to you. What do you get the hard cases? You would, you would fix a regular, bog standard, bog
5: standard.
0: So if the badge has, in any way, come undone, which sounds. Very painful. You, you'll do a bit of the old stitch-up. Stitch up. So, like, okay, so I understand. If my, the hem has come down on my skirt, I might pop it into the dry cleaner and go, do you mind dry cleaning that? While you're there, could you stitch up the hem? That's what you do. If I want a really fabulous dress for a red carpet, and I think, no-one's going to make what I want. I've got an idea, though, and I go off and buy some fabulous fabric and take it into a dress designer and say, can you make a creation? That's what you do. No.
5: You're saying you don't
0: do designer vaginas. It's disappointing for all of us. What, so, what, it's more like if, so, so it's more like if my dress has like, been caught in a thunderstorm and it's really destroyed. But I'm like, no, it's my favourite. It's got sentimental value. And then, um, I bring it to a... They go, oh, we can't really fix it here at the dry cleaners. You'll need a specialist tailor for that. Is it more like that? Say she made me a lovely dress. I'm saying, I have to repeat for the podcast, yeah. Say she made me a lovely dress. And you put it in the washing machine. And you put it in the washing machine. And what, well, on the wrong cycle. Yeah. And then it shrunk. Yeah. And then it came undone down the side <laughs> because of the silk. I'd bring and, it to you. And then the next what? Next level. That, so you'd... Saying, can we fix next level at saying, can we fix this? Yeah, she she would, have done your she would have done the basic fixing... But you will go, look, if she says, look, this is beyond me, this this dress cannot be repaired, just throw it away, you will go, no. So you will swoop in as a sort of vaginal superhero. This is not the way I thought the show was going to go at all. If you haven't yet had a baby, clearly don't. That's what I've learnt from that. but you're you're fixing them yeah but it sounds like if a dress it's not painful is it it's just like oh that's sad my dress got wrecked in the wash I'll get over it if my vagina gets destroyed in the wash I will not get over it I don't it's going to be painful and you know whatever anyway it's really put everyone off the orgy now (laughs) everyone was like yes we're out of lockdown we're here for a consensual a la carte orgy And then we went straight to, if your vagina is mangled in a dryer. (laughs) And everyone went... My tour manager is flashing a light at me, and I don't know if it's because I'm over time or just wildly inappropriate. But either way, if somebody could, by the way... Uh, come up with some project that Robert could help with. That would be amazing. So next time I see you, if anyone's got like, could be like a local Birmingham magazine or something that you're doing, or a petition you need more people on, or something like that. Something so that he can practically get involved with feminism, and other people might want to too. It's not just down to Robert, but I wouldn't. <laughs> You'll be relieved to hear Robert, but I would like something he can get involved in, and ideally something that doesn't involve vaginas, if that's okay. <laughs> um, if anyone's got something, next time I see you, um, just I'll ask, and then you can wave at me.
6: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers.
2: Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmannen. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi er skidetræt alle de der podcasts og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi udrede. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjovt spas med at have den her vidunderlige
5: Are you ready for your first comedian? Are you excited?
0: Are you feeling Woman's Hour? No, exactly. (laughs) Or are you feeling Poor Woman's Hour? It's perfectly fine. Or are you feeling All You Can Eat? (laughs) Conceptual buffet.
3: Who's at the side of the stage? I was like, Chris, there's a lot of vag talk going on. And then I was like, I'm going to do more. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, how are we getting on? So, first off, let's talk about. Um, so, I've been doing comedy a while. And when I first started doing comedy, I used to get compliments, right? And it used to be off other male comedians. And they would say to me, Alison, I think it's great. You're a female comedian. And um, you haven't done any comedy about your vagina, and I just want to congratulate you, like, fair play. And I, when I first started comedy, um, I was a bit of a misogynist, right? And I had very low self-esteem, so I would kick my whole gender under the bus for one compliment, right? Like, once I got my nails done, and the lady who was doing my nails told me I had beautiful nail beds, and I held on to that for two years. like. (laughs) I would look at my nail beds and go, you're worth it, baby, you know what I mean? So I would say to the the men, I would go, yeah, look, fuck those bitches. Um, I don't do any comedy about my vagina because I've got so much more to talk about. There's just so much I have to talk about. The reason why I didn't do comedy about my vagina when I first started doing stand-up comedy was um, fuck all was happening to it, right? Just... There was nothing to write home about... It was like I was involved in a war, but I was doing the admin, you know. <laughs> I'd be there at the photocopier going, oh, one day I'm going to get called up. <laughs> and I'll be very afraid, but I'll do it, you know. <laughs> That's the way I was. But, like, I'm not, I'm not joking. So much has happened lately that I have to tell you about it, right? First off, um, I'm, I'm, I had a pregnancy scare, and um, the way I got the pregnancy scare was I paid attention to my menstrual cycle, right <laughs> before that was never scared um, And how I started paying attention to my menstrual cycle is I got a period tracker app my friend I asked my friend like how she 's changed her life recently she 's a comedian, but she has a mortgage, so she 's something that I aspire to generally <laughs> now. so I was like, "How have you changed your life like how have you got a mortgage have you Have you made changes and she was like you track your periods, Alison? And I was like, what? There's a period tracker app. And I'm like, I don't know how this will help me get a mortgage, but I'll give it a go. But I think it could help you get a mortgage. Like, if you imagine there's two people sitting in front of you, you're a bank manager. person on the left is a successful comedian who knows where her next period is coming from, right? person on the right is a self-employed clown that's just free-bleeding all over your office, right? You're gonna go for the seven point coming. You are, it's business, it's business, right? So I decided I was gonna track my periods, right? Got the little iCal app, it's got a little cat on it uh, because women love cats. And uh, I know, it's weird. I I wish I could pick another animal. Like my period is not a cat, you know, it's a crow. It's one of those things where you're like, this is ominous, Uh, what are you doing here? Um, <laughs> anger and you know so i wish i wish i could have a crow on mine but it's a little cat and it's very strange because you, you you tell the cat when you last had your period it's a lot like um catholic confession in that way you know you just whisper into the cat's ear dear cat it's been two weeks since my last period and the cat will look at you and go that's grand my child go free <laughs> you know so one day i realized i hadn't put um My period, I hadn't had a period in three months. The cat was scratching at the screen, going, please get yourself a pregnancy test, Alison. And I was really scared because I didn't want to be pregnant. So I did the thing that a lot of uh, scared pregnant people or people that can be pregnant do, right? Which is I bought the most expensive pregnancy test possible because I thought that would somehow give me the result I wanted. Like I was like, I'm going to financially invest, right? (laughs) Into the result. So I got the Clear Blue Digital, which is the most expensive pregnancy test you can get. It's incredible. It not only tells you if you're pregnant, it tells you how pregnant you are, you know? And also, it just—it's beautiful. it's beautiful. It's got curves in all the right places. <laughs> it's the Maserati of pregnancy tests. It's that beautiful that I apologize to it before pissing on it, right? <laughs> And so you know, I'm doing my pregnancy test. I'm pissing on it. I'm having a cry, right? Giving it all the moisture I can give, right? <laughs> they don't put that in the clear blue ads, do they? Just a woman go, no, please God, no. <laughs> so, I, uh, my, my relationship with contraception. I've got a. Uh, a a, a, a contraceptive bar in my arm I got that inserted about five years ago in Ireland, right, where I'm from I had a TV series in Ireland and the first bit of money that I got with my TV series like someone would buy a designer handbag or something like that I bought myself contraception (laughs) I bought myself the luxury about not worrying about jizz like that was my (laughs) first purchase and the thing is you have to pay to get it out again and it becomes obsolete after about two years uh, the contraceptive bar and uh, you know I was thinking about it I, I didn't get commissioned for a second series so I didn't get any more money so I was thinking oh, what, what, what damage can it actually do like it'll be fine I'll leave it there um, so I feel a lot like NASA in that way you know NASA puts up a satellite into space and it orbits around the earth for a couple of years and then it becomes obsolete right and you're like NASA what are you going to do with that satellite and that's her, sort of like, ah, fuck it, leave it there, it'll be fine. <laughs> so I've essentially got space trash in my arm right now. <laughs> and that's all the time I have. Um, you've been so lovely. If you want to see the rest of that, I'm on in Edinburgh, and the show is called Wet. Uh, it was originally about aqua aerobics, but then this shit happened. <laughs> and I kept the name. I was like, actually, it kind of fits. So <laughs> I hope you have a lovely evening. Best of luck. Bye. <laughs>
0: go to edinburgh if only to see the end of that story so uh here's the thing um already on the Guilty feminist whatsapp group my vagina is being called a holy relic so great so yay yay birmingham i don't blame you do blame robert a bit it's not robert's fault it's robert it's not your fault are you still there robert excellent you coming back after the interval says yes oh he's really working for those brownie points now isn't he he thought this would be an easy set of brownie points he was like sure just come out sit next to her laugh a bit have a beer in the interval fuck off home oh robert. <laughs> robert 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 those brownie points are going to be very hard won each and every brownie point what do you get if you get like 10 brownie points do you get something There's what, sorry? There's no safe answer to that. No answer to that. <laughs> so give us a dangerous answer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Too dangerous, Robert. Too dangerous. There's enough of us, Robert. We could take you. Lions. Nice. christ beth you're not married hmm? no. no are you living together yeah. do you have real estate together no. yeah children no. okay so there's literally nothing stopping you walking out the door this evening, <laughs> that, is there? there's not a logistical problem with this okay so just in case robert needs more peace and quiet does anyone have a spare room Not for Beth, she's keeping the flat. (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I hope you two are very happy together and stuff. (laughs) Does anyone have anything, anyone have any feminism that they'd like Robert or anyone else to get involved in? Yes! I see a hand there. (laughs) What's your name? Big round of applause for Sophie, everybody! (laughs) Sophie, hello. Hello. We don't have tread, so you can't come up here, but just stand as in the light as possible. Okay. Sophie, tell me about what you're doing. Okay, hello. Um, so, I
6: work for Women's Aid and Coventry. Women's Aid and Coventry. It's our 50th anniversary this year, um, and I'm currently organising, the event is going live next week, uh, a festival called Elevate Festival, um, and it's... Fundraising uh, for the fifteenth anniversary. So that's gonna be at the Criterion
0: Theatre in Coventry. For whoever is from Coventry. here. Yeah. But people come, can come you know what? People can go from Birmingham to Coventry just as easy as people can come from Coventry to Birmingham. <laughs> Can't they Birmingham? It's true. Yeah. People from Coventry always come here. When do you ever go there? Never, that's weird. <laughs> just give me a just give me a cheer if a Birmingham person if you're a Birmingham person who's ever been to Coventry. <laughs> Have you ever been for a Thank you. show? Fewer people. Why do you normally go there? I went to see the Twirly Woos. You went to see the Twirly Woos? With <laughs> Talking about my vagina again. Uh, what, what, what are the Twirly Woos? It's
5: like a children's TV
0: show. Children's, children's TV show. Is that for you Not or me. your, cho- your children? <laughs> okay, so your child. That's what
5: she says. Um,
0: okay, so this show is going to be when? It's going to be Saturday the 16th of July. Saturday the 16th of July. Put it in your diary, everyone. It's Women's Aid, it's raising money, and who will be on the bill? What will the show be? So, uh, at the moment, I'm trying to get somebody from the specials to
9: play.
6: It's about to be good, um, i um, But if not, we've got Bar Pandora. They've recently been played on BBC Six Music. We've got Ace Ambrose, um, Paradise of the Titans.
0: And so it's but... like a music concert? It is, yeah. Of popular music? Yes, yeah, a very good, artist, okay, but... very good local artist. Okay, very good local artists. So local art- <laughs> support local artists, support Women's Aid. How much tickets? I'd be £10 in advance, 12 on the door 10, so. I don't, 12 on the door so the question is Robert how many are you going to sell to your friends and family <laughs> this is where your feminism kicks off you're about to get some major brownie points Robert how many do you reckon you could take and sell on because they're only tenner each it's a bargain how? five? five?
6: Oh, I don't think so well, Robert <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you do for a living
0: Robert? what do you do for a living Robert? Try to sell pizzas. <laughs> paintings. paintings. Oh, you run an art gallery. What, what, what do you run? Your own paintings or other people's? Oh, you're an art dealer. Fuck off. You can buy ten tickets. (laughs) Thank you. so put Robert down for ten tickets. That's £100, Robert. That's £100 for feminism. Think of all the brownie points.
5: And also all the
0: equality for women, which you love.
5: Think about how much you
0: love equality for women and then put that into a monetary value. It's only £100, Robert. You've never done anything for feminism before. You've only had a feeling. Think about how much longer Beth would stay with you if you did this wonderful thing. Think about how much you love Beth and how much you hate loneliness. (laughs) Beth... (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, is, are you okay to put Robert down for 10 tickets? For 10. Yes! Come on! And how. The deal. Okay, right, so you need to find Robert in the interval, okay? And uh, make sure you get his email because we need to hold him to that because I don't trust him. So, thank you very much, Sophie!
10: Hello, fuck buddies, future fuck buddies, and people that are completely confused as to why I'm calling you my fuck buddy. (laughs) My name is Kima Bob, and I am the creator, curator, and host of the Fuck It Up Comedy Club, a.k.a. the Fems of Color Comedy Club, Honey. And I am so excited to tell you that with the help of the guilty feminists, we are producing a Fuck It Up podcast. Oh, it's so exciting. It's an opportunity to hear incredible comedy and get to know the folks behind the funny. And these folks are people you've heard of, are fans of, and people that you will be fans of once you hear how dope their stuff is. Now, the acronym FOC, or FUCK, stands for films of Color. However, this show platforms women, gender non-conforming, non-binary, and trans masculine performers of color that's right honey you ain't gotta be fam you just gotta be funny and why is it important why should something like this exist? shame on you for asking but I will answer we prioritize the experience of people of color on and off stage and encourage everybody else to check their privilege at the door and so far even straight white dudes are having a good time
9: Welcome. Sit, sit in a chair. Okay, so you might be thinking, there's a little ice. There's a little ice on that stage. It'll be great to break that ice. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to play a stupid fucking game just to get everyone chatting and vibing. Is that okay? Do I have your consent?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes.
9: Thank you. I emailed you about it, so. <laughs> okay, so we're going to play a classic from, I don't know, secondary school, I guess. Did you, would you play a, a Would You Rather in secondary school? Yeah, we
1: would call it high school, but yeah, we, we understand what you're saying. Shut the up. <laughs> <out. laughs>
9: yes, and primary. How old are you when you leave primary school?
1: Enough. <laughs> uh, comedian
9: Sophie Duker cancelled
1: <laughs> how old are you need for 11 I think, I think
9: 11. 11 anyway yeah. we're not here to talk about the educational industrial <laughs> complex hashtag abolish schools hashtag everyone learn through doing um,
7: <laughs>
9: I'm educated by vibes okay,
7: I did okay. go to I did, I, I did go to circus school which is why yes, I do yes, that yes. freaky dance stuff so instead of going to sixth form or college, I went to circus school, which I know, I think the first rule of circus school is you're not supposed to talk about you don't circus Don't talk about or it. Or, or maybe that's mime. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Wow. Oh, my but, God. Don't, it wasn't one of the posh ones, okay, in Canada or France. It was one for the shithead wayward teens in Bristol. I went to circus school in Bristol. So okay, that's why I'm like that.
9: I love I love a thrift shop in Bristol. That's all I know about it. Is if you want a crop top, take your ass to Bristol. And ketamine on uh, crop tops and ketamine, C and K, darling. Okay, guys, this is very serious, and I want you to prepare yourselves because this is kind of hardcore and. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable, but would you rather be made of um, just, like, random meats <laughs> or random cheese? This is what your entire person is made of, and you're walking around every day, you're either meat or your cheese. The meat is, is between raw and cooked. It's just random meat.
8: So it could be a selection of different meat?
9: It's different meats. It's you're either one half of the charcuterie or the other half.
8: <laughs> I'd, I'd go for different meats, definitely. <laughs> the, the meat. It's,
9: it's tough. <laughs> this it's is just, oh my god! It's you just meat like you're mate. ordering it. It's just meat. An audience member has intelligently asked, "Is it smoked? Is it cured? Is it cooked?" And I've responded, "It's meat." <laughs> I immediately meat
1: or cheese. I immediately know it's meat. Your no, meat? Yeah. No one wants to lick cheese. Oh, I
9: want to lick cheese!
1: <laughs> okay, are people out here just me. licking meat? Yeah, people want to lick meat, you see like... Okay, some, some du- duck breasts. Sophie Duka, <laughs> <laughs> meat licker. <laughs> <laughs> Certified meat licker who thinks that
8: children that graduate from secondary school are old enough. Um, hola, meat mi- or cheese? Oh, meat, 100%. Skin chicken actually looks really good, like it's a really good texture. Mm. I don't know where I'm going with this. Let's just stick with me. <laughs>
9: it's great. She's gone meat and also chosen her meat. Excellent. Charlie? I think I would go cheese. Mm. What? Okay, a lot of the audience is feeling the cheese vibe respect. All right, the baby Did bells in the front row. yourself.
8: Mm. Well, that might be a good thing for some people. Um,
7: yeah, just nibble a little. And I am a bit, like, like I'm, I'm a bit soft and melty. And yeah. there's also hard cheeses, so you could have a combination of textures. Yes. bit of you tough and hard and... And stinky,
9: so people stayed away, and then a bit yeah. of you like soft and melty. Thank you so much. This was so <laughs> stupid, and <laughs> you all really have been absolutely it. phenomenal. Um, I have some questions. This is so serious. This is a very uh, important moment. Yeah, oh my God, I feel like Wendy Williams. I love it. How you doing? By the way, we have to free Wendy. Have you guys seen? She's under like a conservatorship, like how Britney was. Yeah, yeah, Mm. it's fucked up. They took her show from her and stuff, and they have her... Wait, who is this? Wendy Williams. Oh! Oh, it just scares me so much, Uh, because I'm a little bit crazy and a little bit successful, and I'm afraid that (laughs) one day someone's going to be like, should she be able to buy all of those porcupines? And I'm like, it's my money! (laughs) Just a rational fear about a rational goal. Um... Ola, you're like a pharmacist person.
8: I am indeed.
9: What is it like to give the British public drugs?
8: <laughs> Legally, I'd like to give them different types of drugs. Unfortunately, I'm very restricted to what I can. But I'm, <laughs> if anybody wants any hookups, honestly, like I'm planning to like drop out of that in a year. So C- could you give <laughs> me? I'll take advantage while I still got the time. <laughs> oh
7: my god, could you get me some Ritalin? <laughs>
8: Look after. oh here you go wait i've got something in my
9: pocket. i That's have allergies it's hard for me to focus sometimes it's hard for me to get my dick up <laughs> oh you can finish. get that
8: from anywhere you can you don't you, you don't need any you can go to any you can go to any pharmacy and get that just don't tell them that you've had it within three months and they'll give it to you
9: this is very exa- i love this country have you like learned uh anything about the british public by like having to deal with them in that way
8: no offense, how much people, BV
9: is there? HPV. How much BV is there? Yeah.
1: Bacterial vaginosis. Oh!
9: That
8: just proves how sweet and innocent I am. I had no idea. What you I just about. Wanted, I just wonder if I'm alone. Uh... If you walk <laughs> up and down this room and just really take a deep breath in, you'll know. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> thank you'll you know. So much. Hey, I'm like made of cheese. she's <laughs>
9: yeah, made of cheese. Um, uh, Charles, you did, uh, like, a lot of times when comedians, I like to call you Charles sometimes, it feels homely, and I I don't know anyone else named Charlie, because most of them are white men, and I just try to stay away. Um, But you did some comedy at, like, a TED event, and, like, sometimes when we do serious comedy, people are like, Chill out, love. This isn't a TED Talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. May that? Was out pretty good? Uh, how, how about... Wait until you're actually the entertainment between TED
7: Talks. So, you know, like when you start to do this as a job, you get booked for mad stuff, but they were like, oh, yeah, do you want to come? We're doing a series of TED Talks. There's a musician in between, and then you can do some comedy in between. And I was like, yeah, cool. Like, it's a big theatre. Yeah. It'll get filmed. It'll it's be a, fun. It's a decent theatre. It'll be fun. And I rock up, and they're doing, like, the talks are so heavy. The musician is this like sweet little indie guy. He's like, um, he's about as black as Ed Sheeran. And <laughs> Ed Sheeran is black. Very black. He's respect on his and name. he's there on this little sort of like Korg Monopoly. And so he's the other entertainment. And then I've got to come on later after a massive talk about trafficking. Human trafficking. Oh no. Which we all know is a great warm up for the lols. Yeah.
9: Always gets me giggling, thinking about horrible shit.
7: And I have this joke in my set about, you know, pretending to be trafficked when I was younger because my mum is white.
3: (laughs) (laughs) we are just like, I don't know her! Yeah,
7: I'll be like, you know, I just wind the window down in the public car park and just go, help me! (laughs) (laughs) And, like, just keep disowning my mum in these variety of ways but that lands very differently after Ooh. a very heavy talk about human trafficking oh my gosh um, but yeah so it was an experience you know when you get a map, what's the maddest thing like you must have you had know gigs what? where you, you've done you, like
8: you've literally triggered my PTSD oh I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> so when I first started doing comedy like I would take any gig that they would offer me and Manchester University during Ramadan invited me to do a comedy set so, I was like, is this an Islamic event? As you can all tell, my material's probably not the most <sharp inhale> halal. And um, <laughs> so I was like, is this, is this an Islamic event? And they were like, no, no, we want a comedian, blah, 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 blah. So, um, on the lineup, I didn't even check the lineup, my bad. The musician dropped out and the dancer dropped out. And I was like, why did they drop out? So, I was like, is this an Islamic event? I kept asking them. Anyways, I rocked up to this event and they gave me the itinerary and it was like religious speaker one how to Ooh. enter is yeah you the easiest entrance to Jannah, paradise speaker two how to not recommit sins after ramadan <laughs> speaker three ola Labib. and i thought oh my Ooh. god so i went up to the organizer and i was do like my butthole material yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean so anyways, I walk into, it's a massive hall, and I swear to God, oh my God, I'm actually perspirating remembering this. There was a black curtain in the middle of the room, and it was segregated. Oh my gosh. And there was a stage in the front, and I thought, holy fuck. In my head, not out loud. I was, and I was like, oh my God. So I went on stage, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do the most PG jokes that I have. So I do this joke about my mum, nobody laughed, I did another joke, and I thought, what do people have in common? And I was like, well, apparently only 10% of the British population haven't seen Game of Thrones.
5: Right. So I
8: was like, all right, let's talk about Game of Thrones. Like, so who's seen Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> Silence. And I was like, no one in here seen Game of Thrones? Silent. At this point, I got really fucking pissed off. I was like, well, according to British statistics, only 10% (laughs) of Brits haven't seen Game of Thrones, and are you telling me 10% of that population is in this room? Let me remind you, it's Ramadan, and you know what they say about lying during Ramadan. Oh, my gosh. Some fucking bellend in the front was like... (laughs) I'm like, bitch, why are you shaking? You're not going to go to hell for watching Game of Thrones. Cut a long story short, I was like, you know what? May God (laughs) forgive me for everything that I'm thinking right now. I put the mic down and I bounced. And I didn't gig for two months after that. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah.
9: When a gig is not going well for me, I sweat generally under my tits. Um, (laughs) Just wondering, is there any... uh, Is this a commonality? There's no space under mine for sweat to collect, to be honest. (laughs) What tits? What tits? (laughs) Flows. It just flows from under the tits. If I'm working too hard, I'm like, oh, this is... Oh, God. (laughs) Could you wrap a, wrap a towel under? Just a towel under like the tit. Like
7: a little tit towel under the... Or, or like a little sweatband. Sanitary towel... Have you... Sophie, I know you're, like, astronomical levels, but have you had a gig where... Really, really, no, really good looking, no, no, yeah. No, I'm not... I wasn't going to ask about your tits, though. I, yeah, look up, look up. Um, is... <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, what's happening? Um, have you ever had a... Have you ever had a gig where, um... <laughs> have you ever had a gig where you felt sweaty between the boobs? Like something that's made you go, oh yeah, god, just so tough. Like, I'm, yeah, it's tough, it's hard. There's a challenge.
1: Oh yeah, sure. I kind of, I, I sometimes dress illogically for gigs. So I went to do a gig with uh, Rob Delaney, who is a comedian you might have seen in Catastrophe uh, or Big or Dad the, Energy. Uh, Big Dad, hey, that's that's the energy. Um, yeah, I just, I went and I didn't wear any underwear. Um, <laughs> to the gig but I was also wearing like a tartan dress that had like a slit up the back and as I was on stage I was like this slit is getting wider and <laughs> I'm not wearing any underwear oh no it was touching her.
7: yeah <laughs> oh yeah. my god but if you've got IBS that actually sounds great because you could just let <laughs> it out couldn't you and then just walk into the
9: venue <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's it's, a, it's a unfair. hell of a closer oh my god gang out by the way either babe either what are you talking about taking a shit on stage okay it's time to wrap it up Uh
10: (laughs) now if you like what you heard which come on girl i know you did um feel free to find the rest of the fuck it up podcast by searching Fuck it up, that's F-O-C It Up Comedy Club Into wherever You get your parties I'm trying to make parties a thing Do you think it'll catch on? Do you think we can call podcast Parties? Like make podcasts Cute again Make it anyway. uh, And you can also find more information about Fuck It Up as well as photos from the live show on our Instagram at fuckitupcomedy. Um, And we have a website and we have all sorts of stuff. Just if you want it, you can find it, okay? So that
0: was the first half. Join us for part two, which should be in your feed right now.
1: Acast anbefaler.
2: Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder... Roald Bergmannen. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skide skidetræt af alle de der podcaster og forklarer meget der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulige ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål.